I do think it's time for the church to understand that we are in a battle. It's a spiritual one. One thing that David didn't realize is that his enemies were more spiritual than physical. I get it. He looked out there. The stones, the arrows, whatever, were coming at him from that direction. He could see that man and say, well, that man is my enemy. But Jesus taught us that our enemy is actually an enemy that's behind that man. It's a demonic spirit. It's a deceiving spirit, a lie, or something that has crept into that man's heart. And uh, your enemy is not really your, your enemy, so we're called to love them. Thirty or more years ago, when Judy and I planted this church, I, I recognized, you know, over these years, just this last summer, I just realized that we planted a church and we probably should have raised an army. And uh, so you're going to see some advertisements and some posters around here that talks about becoming a part of an army of a thousand voices, an assignment that the Lord has given to me. I, I really believe that God wants to change the atmosphere in central Pennsylvania and beyond by his people speaking truth and speaking life and blessing, and returning to the word of God more so than the media. I'm not saying the media is wrong. A lot of times they're right. But uh, I'm not sure that they're dwelling in the realm of faith that Gary was just talking about. And therefore, the truth that they have is not ultimate truth. Ultimate truth comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, next Sunday, Lord willing, when we gather together, we'll be in the new year, and in this new year, we're going to start uh, giving you an opportunity to actually physically join an army of a thousand voices speaking prophetic words over our families and our communities and businesses and you know, that's how you end up with bosses that let you worship God, you know. And thank the Lord for that. So um, stay tuned for coming attractions. We uh, did want to share something this morning. Before, we're going to close down here about 12 o'clock. But I had something I did want to share with you this morning. And I think I'll, what I'll do is I'll just read um, from the Christmas story again. Uh, one or two verses from Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 2, verse number 9. It says, Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be for all people let me read the first verse one more time and behold an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them I wonder what that looked like in the Middle East where they're at it's not likely they saw something ever that looked like the northern lights 
But I can imagine that it looked something like that. In other words, shepherds who stayed in the flocks, with, stayed with their flocks in the fields, out where there's no electricity, uh, are very used to seeing the sky and looking at the sky. I'm going to ask you a question. When was the last time you got somewhere we could just look at the sky, look at the stars, and remember how small we are and how big God is? Think about the intelligence behind all of that. The loving manner in which he created creation. But these shepherds are used to seeing starry skies like you and I are not used to seeing because of what we call light pollution. You just can't, you know, with all the lights around you, you just can't see it like you would if you're in a big stretch of open country where there's no electricity. What did the glory of the Lord look like to them? I have thoughts about that. I don't have time. But I will say this. From as one shepherd to another, I just would like to say to you that I, I have been feeling for two weeks now that the Lord was whispering, not yelling, not shouting, but whispering to my spirit that we will remember 2023 as the year that we began to see the glory of the Lord. Scripture says that there's going to come a time when the glory of the Lord will cover the entire earth. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will be something that everybody will know. In our corporate worship, I, I really believe that's where it's going to start because most of the time when I've got a glimpse of glory, it's been in corporate worship times just like this. But I believe, I, I really believe that in 2023, we're going to start seeing stuff in corporate worship, some of it with your eyes, some of it with your spirit. We're going to begin to see things that cause us to realize that God is in our midst. And I believe that we're going to carry that glory with us. And so the glory is going to start to enter our homes. It's going to go with us to the grocery store. Last night I had my chosen sweatshirt on, you know, chosen, the chosen series. By the way, catch up on the latest episodes really good and my uh, sweatshirt says binge Jesus you know which is great you know like you can actually go home and instead of watching Netflix you can just watch episode after episode of the reenactment of Jesus and his life with his disciples and we were in Carnes <clears throat> standing in line Judy's getting ready to pay for our food there and guy walked in the door and he looked at me and I couldn't figure out why he was staring at me and then I remembered I had my sweatshirt on it says binge Jesus and I could see him starting to kind of come unglued a little bit you know 
I have a feeling he was thinking I was saying something bad, you know, about Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. He probably never goes to church. He probably doesn't actually know Jesus, but he's God-fearing, and he is conservative, you know, so something is being said bad about Jesus, you know. uh, We didn't get time to meet him, but I would like to have met him and told him about the Chosen series. But I, I, I think it's going to be different than that. I think you're going to be in the grocery store, and you won't realize it. Maybe it'll be on... You've been in church, and then you go home, and on your way home, you stop to pick up a few groceries, and you don't realize the glory of the Lord is on you, and you walk into the grocery store, and you'll carry God's presence with you in a way that people in the store will notice. I think we're going to see it in our homes. I think we're going to see it where we work. I think we're going to see it in the marketplace everywhere we go very quickly what is what is the glory of God I it's it's better it's better experienced than described but I will just say this that the Hebrew word kavod where we usually say kabod is the weighty presence of God it means heavy and there's this nuance to the word. It's very close to like your liver. Your your liver is the heavy organ in your body because it it's so enriched or engorged with blood, right? You know. So the Hebrews thought of the inner man being like your liver where all the blood is in that liver being filtered in. The heavy organ. And so the heavy organ is like the dwelling place of God inside of you. And we know a little bit more about that because the Old Testament writers and saints didn't know much about the Holy Spirit. But the kavod is the weighty presence of God. And it can look a little like this, and I hate to describe it, I think, you know, carries on to something there when you like when you're ready to run out of words and you're ready to walk off your page or you're ready to run out of theology you're about at the place where God can awe you you can be stricken with awe I believe that when Moses was up on the mountaintop in the presence of God and he came down and his face shone with having been exposed to the glory of God. He was as close to, to God as a man can get on the earth. And, and he isn't even able to see God face to face, but yet they're talking as though they were face to face. And in that in exchange, the glory of God was changing Moses. And it was reflected on the outside, but his inside was being rewired spiritually. And he was starting to know God in a way that no one else before had known him. He walked down the mountain with the glory of God in him. When they obeyed God and obeyed Moses, they built the tabernacle, a tent to put the 
Ark of the Covenant, where the throne of God on the earth would be, and the Shekinah, the glory of God, or in Hebrew, the Shekinah, the Shekinah of God, the Shekinah of God, the glory of God was manifested like with fire and like with cloud, and it hung over the tabernacle. Later, when Solomon would be building a temple and then built the temple and dedicated to God, then the, the Shekinah of God returned again to that temple, and it was so heavy and so thick in there that the priest couldn't do what they normally do inside the temple. It's just the weighty presence of God prevented them from functioning normally. And when you start having encounters with the glory of God, there can be moments where you can be rendered functionally not functioning as you should be. Israel saw the glory of God when God parted the Red Sea. And you can explain it however you want to. But those people stood in awe as they saw the sea rolled back and piled up and walked in on dry ground. The disciples saw the glory of God when they saw Jesus transfigured on the mountaintop. He's being transfigured before them. The glory that was in him shone through him. And they got to see who Jesus really, really was. The uh, day of Pentecost when the 120 believers were gathered together in a large upper room and the Holy Spirit fell on them. It looked like fire. It sounded like wind. You know, last week the wind obliterated our sign out front here. You know, it, just, it was so cold and so windy that it, the sign just blew up, you know. And these guys are hearing wind like that inside the building. The glory of God rested on them. People heard them speaking in languages that they had not before learned. In Azusa Street, 1904 to 1906, the glory of God fell on that little livery stable on Azusa Street. So many people were baptized in the Holy Spirit there. But the stories were told time and time again, people would see fire on top of the building. And they would call the fire company up, you know, and say, there's a fire at Azusa Street, you know, and you gotta get down there right away. And after a while, the firemen started saying, it's not a real fire, it's the glory of God. It's the Shekinah of God resting on that place. No, we're not going down there again, we know. It's just the glory of God. I have had experiences. I hope you have too. But I believe that the church is missing something. One gentleman said, how sad it would be if people came to church to meet with God and all they found was us. Well, it's good that we're here, but we should be carriers of the glory of God so that when two or three gather together, that the Lord comes in the midst. And when he comes in the midst, 
I've seen smoke that wasn't from a fog machine. I've seen sparkles that, you know, wasn't lights. It wasn't my eyes going bad. I've been walking my dog and have two giant football players coming up behind me three blocks away. All of a sudden, there were two blocks away, and all of a sudden, one block away, the dog and I turn around. And I know she was seeing them too because she couldn't walk without turning backwards, you know. So it wasn't just me, you know. We jumped and turned around. We were going to confront them, and they were gone. Yeah, I'm convinced they were angels. But it's not so much about the experience. It's about the privilege of having heaven come down. See, one day you and I will enter the glory of God and see him face to face. And let me just tell you, in that day, you and I will not look back. I guarantee you that the place where all the tears are gone, there's no one's going to say, dude, you know, I've seen Pixar movies better than this. You know, no one's going to say, look, I'm disappointed being here. You know, we are going to enter into the glory full time. That's why I love when Bill Johnson says, you can't, you can't threaten me with heaven. You know, I, I, I think that's so bold and so true, so accurate. We got to think about heaven differently as well. But my job and a part of what I live for is seeing that stuff here on the earth so that people can get glimpses of that so they can experience and have experiences of glimpses of that how about you would you like to carry the glory of god would you like to have encounters with god where it's it's just almost overwhelming and say we didn't worship jesus without jesus we actually worship jesus with him. Would you please stand with me if you can? Until the day in which the glory of the Lord covers the earth, I believe that God is going to lead you and me by the hand. And should the Lord give us a whole new year, a whole a, another year, And at this time next year, I believe that you and I can gather together and say, it was in 2023 that I began to see the glory of the Lord. I've seen my babies born. There's like the glory of the Lord is there. I've seen people be born again. The glory of the Lord is there. I've seen people forgive each other and the glory of the Lord is there as well. But I swear to God, I've been in this room all by myself and experienced the glory of God with with none of you. No music, no lights, no hype, no encouragement, just the word of God, the spirit of God and myself. Father, I lift my hands and I lift my voice and I pray that your people would begin to experience the glory of the Lord. Driving home, driving down the road, let the glory, oh Jesus, I just, 
Remember the time when you came into my car in such a precious way. Two or three times that happened. I didn't wreck the car, but I got wrecked. Lord, I pray that you would begin extending the glory of... Let the... Your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth, even as it's done in heaven. Let the glory of heaven start resting on our families. Let the glory of the Lord start resting on our homes. Let the glory of the Lord start resting on our businesses. Let the glory of the Lord start resting on our finances. Let the glory of the Lord start resting <clears throat> on our neighborhoods and our communities, Lord Jesus. Let the glory of the Lord start resting on Harrisburg and the surrounding region, Lord Jesus. We cry out to you, let the glory of the Lord be displayed. Lord, I pray that people will suddenly have experiences for which they do not have words. Let them begin having encounters and they don't have the language to explain it. Lord, I pray that men who have been older, elder, we've been old, older men and women <clears throat> living all their lives. I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've experienced it all. Start having encounters with God and have no language for it. Let our children begin to bathe in the glory of the Lord. Let our grandchildren start laying in the glory of the Shekinah of God. Hallelujah. And Father, I know that I, I'm not deceived. I know there's a new covenant, and in this covenant, the glory is always found when Jesus is exalted, when he is magnified. Hallelujah. But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. Father, I pray that we start having services where people are transformed in a moment being in the glory of God. Lord, I pray that unbelievers would drive by and suddenly feel an urge to walk in and encounter the glory of God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I am not ashamed to be filled with the Spirit. I'm not ashamed to pray in tongues. I'm not ashamed of what seems like craziness to other people. As long as they hear and feel the glory of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, you are so precious. You are so wonderful and so beautiful and so kind. So giving and self-sacrificing. And we are so, so far from that. God, help us to be transformed in your presence. Hearing your word. Sensing your spirit and obeying. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm asking for a transformational time where the church begins to experience the glory of God. Hallelujah. Then, my brothers and my sisters, when you can't exactly explain it, you felt it, you know it. 
then you'll never read this scripture the same way again. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. Pour out your glory, Lord Jesus. Anyone beside me want to say, Oh God, show me your glory? Just lift your hand. Oh God, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Hallelujah. I swear it's not too late to experience the glory of the Lord.